Yo, 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 what's going on, Train Hard Live Strong family? You know who I am. I am your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Today, y'all, today, for all my peanut butter lovers, everyone out there who's got to put peanut butter on everything, all right, check it out, y'all. Go ahead, go over and show some love and go check out Fokennuts.com, F-O-K-K-E-N-N-U-T-S.com. Check out his peanut butter. This guy right now that's about to hop on the show is the owner of this peanut butter brand and truly amazing. This brand is funny. This brand is awesome. Tastes amazing. Has some good stuff in there. And, and it's peanut butter, right? He like, who doesn't like peanut butter? Right? I love peanut butter. I almost have it almost every day for breakfast. I put it on top of my pancakes. Uh, so, so good. Um, and another thing, too, with all these amazing guest speakers that we bring on the show, the biggest thing that I value so much is just having them come on the show and be vulnerable, share their story, share their insights, their point of view, and just come down and, and say, you know what? I started somewhere. I was once somebody, and who I am today is because of this journey, because of this and that. And everyone has an amazing journey. Everyone has their own path that they need to take. And I want you to realize right now, listening, that no matter what comes your way, no matter who, where you are today, all you have to realize is you need to do this for you. You got to do this for your family. You got to do this for your life. And your step today is going to be just as big as your step tomorrow. And the only thing that you need to know is you need to keep taking it. You got to keep taking those steps to continue to push forward. Okay. And, and, and I know you can't do this overnight. I know you can't switch this, uh, this switch in your brain overnight. If you deal with gym intimidation, if you deal with success intimidation if you deal with anything where you feel like you are no one you need to stop doing that and you need to realize that other people millions billions of people have done it billions of people have started somewhere and yes there are a lot of people out there who aren't friendly and who are going to put you down who are going to judge you hey but it's okay because there's one thing that Brandon says at the end of this episode that I need you to pay attention to but you gotta listen to the whole episode first all right ladies and gentlemen so here we go let's dive into this episode Let's do it, y'all. Hey, everyone. Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations. And we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here on the Train Hard Live Shop Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, and today we got an amazing guest speaker here on the show. The very first person here who has his own peanut butter brand, which is so cool. So for all the peanut butter lovers out there who like peanut butter, got to have it every single day, go check out Foken Nuts, which is truly an amazing brand. This guy has also been on multiple fitness cover magazines and in plenty other magazines as well. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Mr. Brandon Foken. Yo, what's up, Brandon? How much, man? How you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, good. So for, for everyone who, uh, who is listening right now, our current listeners, man, our future listeners, um, it's, it's honestly amazing to have you here on the show, dude. I love you know everything you've been doing, all from the peanut butter brand to 
everything that you just put out. Super cool stuff. And, uh, and it's super awesome to have you here on the show. But for everyone who doesn't know who you are, current and future listeners, man, real quick, can you give like a nice little background story on kind of how you got into like the fitness space, you know, how, how you've been doing and the big points here and yep. there to the person you are today? Yeah. So the big points starting off as a kid, I had a, a turbulent childhood and, uh, you know, my parents really went around, my grandparents however were. And a lot of the things that I saw and witnessed as a kid, man, you know, no, no child ever should, uh, either witness those things or go through them. So at a young age, essentially because I've, I was hurt a lot, you know, I, I wanted to emulate something stronger. So as a little kid, I was, you know, watching Superman and Hulk Hogan and all these people. You know, I'm a lot older than most, you know, uh, listeners, I'm sure. And I wanted to be like that because they were big and they were strong and they couldn't be hurt, but they did good, right? So at a young age, man, like I would walk around, you know, want to be like that. Every picture I took, I was flexing, I was throwing up the guns. And I mean, family pictures, they'd have to hold my arms down. And so at a young age, I wanted to be big and strong. You know, that's what I wanted. And, you know, moving into my, my teen years, you know, it was all about athletics. I bounced from school to school to school. Uh, finally, in high school, I found some stability there. That's where I picked up weight training. It's funny because I was a great athlete, but I couldn't bench press 100 pounds as a freshman. And, you know, I got made fun of for that, you know, because the hierarchy of who's cool is what, what can you bench? Mm -hmm. And by the time I got out of school, um, you know, I think I bench pressed like 250 pounds. So not, not a bad increase for for four years. And then, uh, you know, my twenties, man, were, were all about work and school and, uh, lifting hard. And by the time I was 20, 25, I could bench press, uh, about 440, 450 pounds. I was going to go for the state record in South Dakota. Um, nice. body weight. I ended up blowing my shoulder out, unfortunately at the time. And I never, never went for it. But, uh, right. for the lifts I was doing, I was actually, you know, uh, at state record level. And it's funny to go from this kid that was picked on, you know, a freshman that couldn't lift a hundred pounds that, you know, I was right around that state uh, record. And, you know, after that made it through my twenties, kind of a blur. Um, and then at 30, I decided to start competing and a uh, guy in the gym talked me into it. Uh, that's before physique or anything like that. Okay. Did my first bodybuilding show and that's all there was is bodybuilding and the shows were big. I ended up taking third in my first show. Nice. Uh, arguably I could have got second the guy that won my class with me overall so was in a good class and then uh, two weeks later I competed again and I won that and then I went back the next year as a heavyweight bodybuilder and I won again and that's when physique came out and I actually tore uh, my quad in that show Gosh. and when I did that I had a show two weeks later and I, I'm like I can't even flex my legs so instead oh my I basically just did cardio for two weeks and I jumped into the uh, physique class. Ended up taking second, my first physique show, which I lost to a good friend of mine who went pro uh, later that year. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, from there, things just kind of came together for me. I was working as a Walmart's director for a company called Poet, mm -hmm. which is the world's largest ethanol company and the biggest company in South Dakota where I'm from. And during that time, I continued to compete, continued to grow. And this is, you know, right as social media is just trying to take off, right? Right, like right. Doing it. And all the people that I knew, like, I knew Bradley Martin, for instance, before he had a follower. Because Dude. Instagram, but Instagram wasn't even out, you know what I right, mean? Right, right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's awesome to see how so many people I knew grew into who they are today, you know, and where they started. And, mm. you know, at the beginning there, nobody was doing any of that. Nobody was taking pictures or anything. And I was, you know, I was, I guess I had the foresight. I didn't care about growing a following like somebody like Bradley did. And Bradley 
told me, he's like, bro, get on Instagram, do this, this, and this. And I, I didn't care. I had a corporate job paying six figures plus. I was making right. money to this and that. And so I just continued to do the, the fitness stuff. And, you know, over the years, I would say, starting at about age 32, I won the uh, muscle and fitness male model contest. So I had to go to the Olympia to go compete. Uh-huh. While I was there, I met, uh, and this is when bodybuilding.com was in its prime. You know, they had like 30, 35, uh, 35 million unique visitors a month. Oh my team. gosh. And it was huge. Dude. And you couldn't just get on their team. And when I was at the Olympia, I met the bodybuilding.com team and they told me to sign up for the spokesmodel contest. Okay. So I, I won that that year, got on bodybuilding.com's team. And then from there, I started adding sponsorship after sponsorship. Uh, the first major one I signed with was B Sports Nutrition. Um, I probably had 20 sponsors at the same time. None were conflicting. Like I had a bag sponsor and uh, a shaker sponsor and food sponsor. And okay. All that. It's like so, everything, basically. Exactly. Clothing, okay. okay. Everything. And every day a box is showing up at the house. <laughs> and, you know, social media started to grow. Um, I ended up winning the Muscle and Fitness Mail Auto Contest, again, two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Kept competing in physique shows. Um and just continue to grow a brand. And, you know, before I know it, I was landing magazine covers. I've been on over 30, 30 international magazine covers. I've been on over 400 magazines. And today that doesn't seem like a big deal uh, because a lot of magazines are turning digital, but how hard that was and is, you know, brands were paying a hundred K to be on the cover of a magazine then, you know, and it was landing without paying. So, you know, I I was able to do that. Uh, I started doing the the online coaching, you know, training competitors and that turned into actors and celebrities. Uh Um, I was writing, you know, I continue to write articles for top publications as a, as an expert. Um, I'm a speaker, you know, I spoke at, you know, 90 different places over the years to kids specifically, high schools, colleges, kids. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And you know, the biggest thing about it is I've had, uh, you know, I've had a, a life that I never thought I would. Um, I continue to invest in myself and others. I believe that if you put positivity out there, good karma comes your way. Mm-hmm. Um, continue to educate myself. I've got 14 different certifications. I'm a nutritionist. Um, you know, went to school for business and then exercise science. You know, I just continue to invest and I can continue to invest in people. So as I, I'm aged now, you know, 40 years old, I'll be 41. I'm still doing these things. You know, I was with Dimatide as their lead athlete. Um, I'm back with B-Sports Nutrition. Again, I went back to my original uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to kind of to, to play it out. You know, I've got a few years left where I feel like I'm, I'm competing at a high level. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot to offer and experience. Um, I moved to Texas recently where I'm a wellness director here now at a club called Zach's Club West. I do a lot of media stuff. I've got a TV show um, that I'm going to be launching soon. I'm looking at doing some some movie stuff with some of the, the actors that I train. Um, and I got other things on the plate. You know, I, I started my peanut butter brand last year. Um, <laughs> so cool. And I got a three-year-old. So, you know, my life right now, it's, it's slowed down a lot. I used to travel 30 weeks a year, photo shoots and appearances and expos and everything right. and business stuff. And now I'm, I'm more home. I'm more invested in people, uh, clients, friends, businesses. And, you know, we've been able to provide a life for, for my son that I never had. And on the horizon, you know, it's, it's, it's now all about just getting to a place where you can create more time with the time you're giving up now. Yes. So that time my son's five, six, seven years old and, and, don't take me wrong here. I mean, we, we travel a ton and we take trips and I get to spend, you know, parts of every day with them. Yeah. But to be able to really step back and let all the things that you built work for you. So your time is yours, you know, yes. and you don't got to anybody. And we're on the verge of that. I'd say right now we're real close. Um, 
but yeah, man, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, people are going to tell you that you can't do something, you, you know, you don't have the genetics or you don't have the intelligence or the degree or whatever. And I never cared about that. I was just kind of did my own thing and did my own grind. And, and to be honest, I ended up having one person named Jamie Eason. And this was in 2011. And that was at the, uh, small or the, uh, muscle and fitness male model contest at the Olympia. And that's again at bodybuilding.com. I walked through the line and I met her and she was the number one female fitness model in the world at that point. Wow. And she took the time to talk to me and told me, I think you can make it in the fitness industry. I was from South Dakota, man. Nobody ever told me that before. Right. So I am the culmination and all the good and bad in my life. But the one person that took the time to tell me I could make it changed my life and helped turn me into who I am today. And that's all it takes sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just that one person saying, I believe in you or you can beyond yourself. That's, that makes you say, well, maybe I can. And I ran with it. I never looked back after that. And now it's almost like when you put in so much work, things get easy per mm -hmm. se, mm -hmm. because you're so used to working that the heart isn't hard anymore, you know? That and makes so uh, much sense. Yeah. And so that's, that's the start to, to where I'm at today. That's kind of the, the, the my life for dummies right there <laughs> my life for the, dang yeah. dude that was a a lot you put out a lot and in my head right now i'm like dude i was like soaked up man everything you just said because like i was like there with you dude like i was watching you man that's that's yeah. crazy um yeah so you also so i want to i want to ask you something specific just because um I feel like also too one of the biggest things that kind of happens in the fitness world people who are in it is injuries um, but you went to uh, go try out, right, for the Titan Games? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And you got hurt, right? Yeah. I got, okay. I got hurt pretty bad. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. So last year, they had the season one, and I mm -hmm. signed up for it. And I made it to, like, the final casting, and I just I didn't make it. And this year, I did. And it was a pretty immediate thing I was chosen. And I was one of 30 guys chosen around the country to go. Right. And so – I had six weeks to get ready and three days after I found out, I pulled my right hamstring. Dude. And at the time in South Dakota, it was 20 below zero. Right. So it was cold and I just wasn't warmed up right to do sprints. And it, it's just, oh. it just happened. That's the and worst so, way. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. And so the rest of the six weeks, it was all about getting better. So I wasn't out running. It was all about therapy every day, every day, mm -hmm. every day. I did not run at all. And in that point in time, I also moved cross country from South Dakota to Texas. So I, Drove my truck from South Dakota to Texas, left, flew home for Christmas, got the rest of our stuff, got the moving company going, and then drove back cross country again. Uh -huh. So when we would stop, I'd have to exercise, watch my diet, all that. Yep, and yep. I had to change my, you know, realm of think or thinking and training because I've trained to look a certain way for so long that I had to train to be, you know, athletic again. Right. And I just told myself, you know, in my head, like, okay, you're going to get through this. Then you're going to go to show. You're going to win your first event. You're going to pick your son up. You're going to, you know. Uh, celebrate with him and that's how it's going to go mm -hmm. and it didn't go that way you know I ended up rehabbing all the way up till I went to LA and I flew out there met a lot of teammates right away and I knew some of them already amazing individuals I can't say enough for the 60 people 30 guys 30 30 women that were there their stories their determination yes. just good human beings and right away we all started to bond and connect with each other yes. and while I was there uh, we had the first day off um, and then we had to do like health screenings and tests and all that stuff. Just, okay. just your normal stuff, sign contracts. 
Right. And then uh, Bartley Weaver, who uh, was Tennessee Titans mascot, he's a uh, policeman, uh, competitive eater. Yep. He was there. So he's a house of a man. And um, <laughs> he, uh, he and I knew each other previous. So we hung out. We ended up going, going and kind of doing a little tour of, uh, of, of Burbank there and um, got ready for the next day. The next day we got up and it was like 35 degrees out. I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Uh, part of that first part of the morning is we all were in the parking lot. They kept filming us walking in the building, you know, because we're going through the combine that day. Yeah. You know, to kind of see who they're going to match you up against and your strengths and weaknesses. And I felt good, man. You know, I was ready. Um, okay. I didn't know how my leg was going to hold up. Uh-huh. Um, the first event, uh, I won't really get into the details just because if they have a season three, I don't want to spill that. But okay. uh, the first event was this big obstacle. It had three or four phases that you had to go through. Nerves are going, man. I mean, and I ready, killed, dude. Yeah, I, I killed it, man. And it's funny because the second part of it, when I took off running, uh-huh. I heard the guy behind me. He goes, "Damn, he's fast!" Right? And I fed off that. I'm like, "Hell yeah!" You know, these guys are half my age. Right, and right. I out there, and I was moving, and and uh, the first event went good. The second event, I'll say there was a push-up aspect to it. Um, I kind of tweaked my shoulder at the time doing that because we had three minutes on part of it to do as many pushes as we could. And I did over 200. Um, and my shoulder, it just gave, you know, cause uh-huh. I, I didn't quit. I mean, I had the, one of the producers and the cameras watching me. So I just went, 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 wasn't going to yeah. stop. Right. The third event had a running aspect to it. And at that point we were taking like 40, 45, 50 minute breaks in between each event. So everybody mm-hmm. could cycle through and, um, there were seven total and my ham, my other hamstring felt tight. And again, oh, warm up, cool down, warm up, cool down, warm up, cool down. Right. And I went out and I'm like, please, God, you know, I'm, oh, I'm trying to move around and I'm high knee in it. And I'm like, God, I got a feeling. I told him, I'm like, I feel like my hamstring's going to go. I said, but I'm not going to quit. And I could have pulled out of that event and continued on and I would have done great. Right. Oh, so that man. event, I got a, I got a hard start. I mean, I was moving okay. I mean, right away. And about Flying. Six, yeah. Six to eight steps in my left hamstring, like popped. And I just felt it. And I said, no, no. And so what I did is I started pushing off my right. My right one is the one that I hurt previously. Right, right. And I started trying to catapult myself forward with my right leg. Okay. And my right leg popped. Oh, my God. So the previous injury let go. And right. I made it to the end. Right away, they had a medical team looking at me. And they're like, well, you didn't detach it. Uh, what do you want to do? And I'm not stupid. I know how to talking mm-hmm. away through an injury and I'm like, Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And I'm like, Oh my God, my leg hurts. Right. So I had them tape me and I'm like, I'm not quitting. And they, I mean, you could tell, man, like I was, it hurt. <laughs> so after that I had to do, I had to do a max deadlift. Are you serious? Dude. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't pick the weight up. So I, no did, like way. Two, I did like 225 and my legs almost completely gave out. So I taped my legs tighter and part of the next event was a VO2 max. And that's where, you know, you go up on an incline. Yep. And so what I did is I ran on my tiptoes. Okay. So I was like hopping on my tiptoes. Okay. Trying to get, get some calves in there. Yeah. So it was all calves. So I uh-huh. trained, it's funny cause I trained incline running for okay. six weeks. Okay. Um, not running. I would say like not sprinting, but I trained it. So I was ready for it, but I couldn't feel my legs. Dude. And so I still, I still made it like 13 minutes on there. Um, I mean, other people quit before me, but I still made it. And yeah. they kept coming over like, you okay? And I'm like literally hobbling up there. 
and I wouldn't quit. I kept thinking the whole time, I'm like, The Rock wouldn't quit. I want to meet The Rock, and I want to win the first event. Right. I want to win the first event. Plain and simple. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. And I wasn't going to quit. So after that, we had another event that I didn't really have to worry about my legs. And the last one was another obstacle course. By then, I had no feeling in my legs. There was nothing. Nothing left. Fuck. And I had to push stuff, and I had to pull, and uh. just nothing. And uh, by the end of the day, I, mean, I went back to my room. I felt like crap. Went to bed. <laughs> Woke up the next day. I could barely walk. Um, I bet, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got to the airport. That's when the bruising started. Okay. And then over the next day, it got worse. By the third day, like, my heart rate was all funny. I was I just was going real fast. Like, I didn't know what was going on. So I went wow. to the hospital. My, uh, uh, my levels were all goofy. So they tested me, and then they said I had rhabdo, which is where your body yep. basically breaks down muscle, floods your system, floods your kidneys. You can die from it. Yep. So I spent two days in the hospital for that, got out. I was out for about five days and went back to the hospital again. By that point, from my toes to my butt on both legs were just purple. Yeah. And so I spent two more days in the hospital. Um, and then the rhabdo set in my shoulder, which then moved its way to my elbow from the push-ups. Oh, yeah. Oh, so man. Two and a half months later, finally, um, you know, I was starting to be able to do stuff, stuff with my legs. And then we went into lockdown, so I couldn't get any therapy or anything. Right, and now my legs are pretty good. The left one has a little tightness where the tear occurred, um, okay. and then my shoulder and my elbow. I've been doing therapy two to three times a week now just to get back, so I can start right. training hard again. Right. Then I mean, I'm training just not as hard as I'd like to. So, okay. Um, you know, I watch week to week as you know my friends are on the show, and uh, I'm in a, a chat group with all of them, and we we chat and keep up with each other. You know, we got a little family of people and we've already had, I didn't, I haven't gone yet, but they've already had tight meetups and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I see. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm hoping for, for season three and I hope they give me the opportunity, you know, whether or not they do. I know all the Titans from this year would stand up for me and say, give them a shot. That's oh, hell all. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me a shot to redeem myself. Even if you don't put me in a show, let me come back and let me, let me finish it the right way. Let me try it. Hell yeah. yeah. Dude, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So, so with, with what you just said, athletes do die from Rabbit, dude. And it's, it's, yeah. uh, when I went for uh, to become a CrossFit Level 1 coach, they tell you that. That's one of the biggest things that they say, you know, because it is true and it happens. So basically, you basically had like a near-death kind of experience because that could have gone really bad, dude, and you push yourself yeah. to like your limits, man. So yeah. what, what did you gather from that, dude, like mentally? Because like what, what ha- obviously you, had, you have to take a break whenever you get rabbed up. You can't, you can't yeah. do anything. Really mentally, I'm a strong mental person. Okay. Um, I understood why I couldn't do things, and that was okay. It was more so the limited mobility and sleeping. I couldn't sleep, uh-huh. so because everything hurt all the time. Um, uh-huh. More so now, it bothers me than it did then, and that's because I'm training, but I'm training at 20% of capacity what I could normally train. Right. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. not legs necessarily; it's my upper body because. Mm-hmm. chest shoulders arms all of that with my bicep tendon my elbow and everything else that's where it limits me the most so i would rather have to heal and do nothing other than walk around or whatever mm-hmm. than to be able to do something and be limited in growth mm-hmm. because i've been at this so long like i understand healing i understand that and it's frustrating to not be able to train or whatever you feel like crap but yeah you know i understood why i had to do it now mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, I've done everything. It's been six months, like heal, you know, heal. Right. Aggravation kicks in. Yes. Because yeah. I want to get back into training how I did. I want to 
better myself because again, if this, this opportunity comes up again, I want to be, be ready, ready for it, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. With dude. No options, so. Right. That's, that's nuts, that's man. The plan. We'll see. Yeah. Well, Hey man, like, I'm glad that you made it out. Okay. You know, like you yeah. survived that. Cause that's, uh, that's some serious stuff, man. That's some, that's some serious stuff. And it makes you feel like crap, especially when with inside fitness and training and stuff, you know, you are constantly learning about yourself. You're constantly pushing your limits. You're constantly figuring out new ways to better who you are. And you're trying to understand and be in a thousand percent control of who you are and your yeah. outcomes and reactions. So when something like that happens, dude, and a lot of athletes that could be listening now or people who compete or whatnot, you know, when injury happens, it's like you just lost all control, dude. Now you, now you just got to be like extremely patient with your body. Patient and smart. So I continue to train, yeah. even though it hurts sometimes, but I train as much as I can around it. Different movements, you know, like I've never used anything like this before, but like, you know, a wrap for my, my arm, you know, like... Uh -huh. That's nothing I've ever used before, but I'm doing everything I can to stay in the game and be right. smart where I don't necessarily re-injure myself. Right. But, uh, you know, unfortunately people will get hurt and then they just run back into it 100%. And I know I can't do that. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I, need, I need time. I need therapy. I need that to get myself back and, you know, continue to hopefully work at a high level. And it's frustrating because I've never had an injury leg this long before right. that, that's helped me out, you know, in, in all yeah. my years. So it's, it's something that I really hope, <laughs> you know, reverses itself here soon. I'm, I'm heading back to South Dakota next week where I'm, I'm going to see my normal therapists. They're right. a lot more aggressive than people I've met here. Uh -huh. So I've got two sessions lined up there. So I'm hoping that that will help a little bit, kind of jumpstart me to, to where I want to be. Yeah, dude, most definitely, man. I, I like that you said that. Most people, they go 100% back into it after an injury, and I feel like it's the opposite, too. Sometimes you could have gotten hurt, dude, and you could have just called it quits. You could have been like, you know what? Like, I'm done training. You know, like, this is it. I'm just going to heal these hamstrings because I shouldn't be doing nothing, and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to call it quits, you know? And most of the time, it's kind of what happens, you know, because pain is like, pain is something that none of us want to go through. No, no one wants to go through pain, you know? That's why, you know, dreams, they get crushed sometimes because the hard times is what makes people quit. Same thing when inside the gym, the, the burn, the, the, the uh, you know, onset muscle soreness, those things make people quit because it's pain. But I feel like you learn so much about who you are and about more of your body whenever you do go through injury, you know? And I don't, like, suggest anyone go out there and get hurt, but whenever something like that happens, like an obstacle you went through, it's so important that you took the time to listen to your body, dude, and, like, and take and just be one-in-one -one with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to love yourself, man. And I always tell people, even people that I train, if you don't love yourself where you're at now, you're never going to love yourself where you're going at any step of the way. You're never going to be happy. That's Ever. crazy. That's crazy, Ever. man. Oh, dude, that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. There's like, damn, that's so true. Cause yes, you know, and, and that's so funny. I, I like how you said that. Cause I always tell people too, like, if you, if you start training because of, of how you view yourself as in like, you hate how you look and you hate it yep. so much that you want to force pain to fix it, dude, you're never going to be happy with where you're going. Just like you said, but the way you said it, that was perfect. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to love yourself, man. And you got to be, be patient. Sometimes you got to be kind to yourself yep. and you got to give yourself, I, you know, I always tell people even dieting, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, oh, well, yeah. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm like, you need to give yourself, you need to give your body a chance. Uh -huh. Like don't just assume you need to drop a thousand calories. Give your body a chance. Yeah. Give your body a chance like add calories you know see what it does like 
trust in your body and see what it can do. It's, it's an amazing uh, miracle of achievement, you know, our, our bodies are. And, yes. um, you know, wh- wherever we came from, if you believe in God or not, you mm-hmm. know, the, we're, we're essentially perfect systems, you know, and how yes. we work the world around us. And, um, you know, our bodies are able to take on a lot, you know, uh, abuse and stress. And at the same time, they're able to recover and they're able to figure things out through, through the nutrition that you give it and, you know, sunlight and exercise and all those things, you know, sleep, yeah. all of it. So I like that, man. You from you being so you growing up the way you did, and then being that that kid that can only push a hundred pounds on bench as a freshman, and then sculpting your body, getting the gains that you wanted. How how much of let's say how much mental mental progress have you received from that twenty year old guy or even thirty year old guy to who you are today? You know the mental aspect of things is it's the strongest thing about me. And the thing is, is most people assume that, you know, if you got a strong mentality or whatever, you're just a super focused, confident person. And for me, it was, was never that. Right. My whole push and level of success came from fear, to be honest. It didn't come from feeling good about myself. It was a fear of wow. losing, a fear of disappointing people, a fear of embarrassing myself and others around me. Because of the way I grew up, I felt that if you weren't um, a winner or number one, people don't want anything to do with you, you know? And that's because I had so many people leave my life as a kid. So now over the years, that's what's propelled me. Fear, 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 fear. Like I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose. I don't want to embarrass people. I don't want people to think less of me. Mm. And I'm at a point now where over the last few years, since my son came along, like I could have continued on doing the things that I was doing in the industry at a high, high level all the time. Right. You know, those opportunities were there, but I stepped away because I didn't give a shit anymore. To be honest, like I was like, I've, I've done enough. That's the other thing, too, is I never felt like I did, I did enough. Um, some people live in what I call Uncle Rico uh, syndrome. And if you're playing dynamite, you know, you got Uncle Rico who talks about throwing a football over the mountain or if they would have just put me in the game, right? Uh-huh. And he, he's, now he's 40 and he's still talking about that. Yeah. What he did in high school. You know, every cover, every accomplishment, every trophy, I appreciate it for what it was and I moved forward. Mm-hmm. You know, when I went pro, I won the biggest national show out of the U.S., Mexico, and Canada that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I went and got a freaking sandwich. And a freaking diet Dr. Pepper. And I went to bed. Like, literally, yeah. that's what I did. You know? And I moved forward. And literally, the next week, I was doing a, a cover shoot for two magazines. Like, there you go. That was late. A month later, yeah. I was doing it again. And if I would have just sat and focused, well, I went pro. That's it. That's that's the best I'll ever do. You're never gonna you're never gonna find your your true um, calling. You're never gonna find you know your greatness. You're never gonna find your true ability to motivate and inspire and help others grow if you don't let yourself grow through your limits uh, to to that next level of who you are to your best self yes dude yes absolutely and what everything you just said like the the aspect of it all or the, the view of it all you can use that with anything you know whenever you're going to transform your body in life and you're looking to lose 20 pounds and you lose that 20 pounds in four months you know and then oh hey i made i made it to where i want to be at. i'm good now like you know, no, keep going. You know, how do you make yeah. this a lifestyle? How can you get better? How can you start to sculpt now? Like there's so much, just like you said, you know, like don't, don't just get to that goal and to call it quits. Cause we're all worth so much more than that. Yep. Get rid of the, uh, the complacency, you know, you got to keep your, keep your game up and, you know, keep moving forward, man. Yeah, and regardless yeah. of how big the steps are, small steps add up to big steps too. Mm-hmm. People always think that you need to be hundred percent all in or it doesn't work. 
Yeah. And I always tell people it's not that. You know, I used to think it was that. I used to think you had to be 110%. At the end of the day, you just need to improve every day. And the same thing if you start a new plan, it's not about being the best and doing it all at once. Like you can't walk in and pick up a, a new nutrition plan, a new workout plan, and a whole different lifestyle overnight mm. and, and be happy with it. You're going to burn yourself out. Yep. You know, you always want to baby step, baby step yourself into it and take your time and build it up over time. You know, three workouts, four workouts, five workouts, six workouts, you know, cut soda out, cut fast food out, cut candy out, you know, before you know it, you're, you're eating pretty clean. You're, you're tracking your macros. You're doing a good job. You're getting in your cardio. You're, you know, experimenting with hit cardio. You're lifting six days a week, you know, but yeah. it only, it only took you, you know, getting up off the couch once to get that started. You went from yeah. sitting on the couch to that in, in an allotted period of time and anybody mm -hmm. can do that. Oh, dude, you said it, bro. You said it. You said it. that was good. That was, that was the best way you could say it, man. Um, and it's so cool hearing it from you just because, you know, um, people might look at you maybe and, you know, if they're first viewing you, the first time seeing you on social media or whatever, um, like, dude, this guy has it all, man. Like he's had it, you know, like look at these genetics or what this and that, you know, but then you're behind the scenes or your entire background, you know, comes from you not even being that type of person, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago or whatnot. And, and now that is who you are because you kept striving and striving for more, which is, which is awesome. That's why it's so cool here talking to you right now. And, and you giving the value from, from you and your experiences to everybody listening, which is, you know, high value stuff, which is great. Um, but one thing I, I want to know about too, uh, is, is what caused you to create your, um, your peanut butter brand? Um, the peanut butter brand. So as an athlete, uh, I worked with, uh, nuts and more, uh, like eight years ago when they first came out uh -huh. and I was an athlete with them and, um, you know, they were actually looking to go on shark tank at the time and they had talked to me about going on with them, whether they remember or not, uh, because I was <laughs> a you know, wellness director for the company I was at. So I was a fitness expert, so to speak. And, okay. you know, I was a voice, uh, that could potentially be used. And at that time, there's another company called P28 um, that made bread, and I was with both of them. And then they decided to make peanut butter, so I had to choose one or the other. And at the time, I assumed if I stayed if I stayed with P28, mm -hmm. I would uh, excel further uh, okay. than what I would with nuts and more. And did I potentially? You know, they took me to expos, and they really took care of me. They really did. Um, nuts and more ended up going on Shark Tank. They sold, you know, to two of the sharks, Mark Cuban being one of them. You know, now they've done forty plus million dollars in revenue. They're a great company, great people. Dude, peanut butter is crazy. Yeah. So then <laughs> after that, I did. Uh, you know, I worked with P twenty eight, and I worked with Buff Bake, and I just, I mean, people with peanut butter companies sent me stuff all the time because I love peanut butter. It's my favorite food in the whole world. Dude, yes. For about two years, people kept saying you should start a line, start a line, start a line. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, maybe. And then finally. A year out, I talked about it, and I talked about the name, you know, Folk and Nuts. What do you guys think of that? People thought it was funny. And so my New Year's resolution for 2019 was I'm going to start a peanut butter line, and I did. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I got a label made first. That's where I started. Not a label. I got a um, uh, logo made first, and then I turned that into labels. I found somebody that could make what I wanted. Okay. Um from a distribution standpoint, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I found a candy company that could, could work with me to make the spreads that I wanted. <laughs> and I had it down to two companies. One was East coast, one was West coast. Uh -huh. And I ended up going with the East coast and, uh, you know, a lot of the food 
regulations and laws were a lot better taxes, stuff like that. And, you know, I built a great relationship with them. I started with five flavors. I've got 11 now. I've got four in the works with a limited coming back house of five. So technically I've had 16, I'll have 16 total flavors. Nice. Some I probably pull in and out. Um, I've done tons of collabs, giveaways. We've got tons of celebrities and athletes and actors and <laughs> influencers that post about us all the time. And, and we don't, we don't, honestly, we don't pay influencers. Um, you know, we give, just get product away. We don't, and we don't ask people to post. We're like, yeah. we don't, cause if you post it, it's genuine. You know, yeah. we, don't, we don't want that. And I don't, I don't want anything from them. If they don't post it, great. I appreciate their work. Here you go. Like I wrote uh, Sylvester Stallone yesterday for his birthday, 74. And I just wrote him and I said, Hey, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. You know, I'm a big fan. You know, I grew up with you. Yes. I noticed, you know, I noticed last week your daughters made you breakfast and you had some GIF on the table. <laughs> just as a fan, as, a, as an appreciation for what you contributed to, to my life, I want to send you some peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And I take his daughters and stuff and I didn't get a response, which I didn't think I would. Yeah. But in that instance, like I don't get starstruck. Like I could show you tons of pictures of real famous people sending me pictures with the jar and stuff like that. And I don't, and you won't see those posted. You just won't, yeah. Yeah. you know, musicians and, you know, um, UFC fighters, stuff like that. I just, I don't care. I respect those people. You know, I, I've always yeah. been like, that. and, uh, you know, so, it's 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 turned into something a lot bigger than I thought. And of course, it's funny because, you know, there's one specific brand. It's a female brand out there. And there's a lot of female brands in peanut butter. You know, they, they, they make some great products out there. And But you'll have a lot of their fan following come onto your post. Well, I like this brand more. Well, have you ever tried mm. No. Or I have and I don't like it. And that's okay. That's okay. Like, I'm not out to be the best peanut butter company in the world. I'm right. not. I'm out, to, I'm out to just make a great part product that people love and love to share and have yeah. fun along the way. That's yeah. what we do. And I'm not out to talk down about anybody else. Now, if you have a shady business practice and you're lying about your labels and this, that, and you're scamming people, then yeah, then there's a problem with you. But yep. if you're out there working, <laughs> like I, I've done giveaways with other peanut butter companies. People are like, yeah. why would you support another company? Well, why not? There's, yeah, enough, there's enough customers. If you love peanut butter, you're going to want to try all peanut butters. And I do that all the time. And I'm all for that because you should support each other. And if people don't like my brand or what it stands for, what it looks like, or even the name, you know, I've had people who are like, well, I don't want my son saying coconuts. Well, that's my last name, you know? Yeah. Um, I grew up with that and I've been called much worse things. Right. But, you know, we're, we're a brand that, you know, we, we stand on our own two feet. We respect other people. We give tons to charity um, around the country. Uh, we help where we can. We try to motivate and inspire people. You know, I'll see somebody make a positive post. Hey, you know, what's your address? I'd love to send you some peanut butter. I'll go to the doctor and one of the nurses is overly kind to me. Hey, what's your address? I'd like to send you some peanut butter. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and it's fun. You know, it's fun to have have that ability. And I, I spend a lot of money giving away a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, and necessarily, you know, again, I don't ask for anything for it. Um, I just think that that positive karma and that positivity, you know, pays, pays its way forward. And that's why we're success mm-hmm. is, you know, we make a good product with limited ingredients. We're, we're transparent. We're honest with people. I do all the customer service myself, which is very hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, especially when you're dealing with external factors like, oh yeah, uh, you know, like USPS, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're a mess right now and my shipping's all messed up and it's taken a week to get places in two weeks. And yeah, man, it's, it's kind of like a server coming out mm-hmm. with 
uh, you know, what the chef made, right? And let's mm-hmm. say it's all screwed up. And the person at the table gets mad at the server when it's the chef that messed it up. Yeah. For me, I'm the chef, um, but it's that, that person in the middle that's supposed to bring what we make to you that's the one that's messing up. Messing and it then up. I, and then I'm, so I'm the cook and the server. And it's mm-hmm. that in-between that preps it to bring it out that messes it up. And, and So you can't after, win. <laughs> after COVID, it's, it's happened a lot. You know, they damage boxes. They damage jars. You know, we had, and this is being transparent, man, we had a, a person that um, – showed me a box yesterday and it had ants in it in the jars and that could ruin a brand. But uh-huh. we had a conversation and what happened is, is the USPS person was sl- slammed the box down so hard that they popped. When you take a peanut butter jar and there's product in there and pressure yeah. hits it, that peanut butter hits the lid. Mm-hmm. And so it cracked it open because they literally are like throwing the boxes right. and you can see it in the box. And so what happens is the box is tore and it sits outside You've got a peanut butter in there. What's going to get in there? Bugs. Yeah. And they completely understood that. And yeah. of course, I I doubled their order and I sent more because that's that's what a company should do. Right. You Absolutely. Know? I didn't I didn't I didn't just say oh blah blah blah. I said look this is this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm positive of it. You know we make everything in a clean room. We have an FDA regulated person that watches what we're doing. You know, there's no way an ant got in there or ants got in there in our factory. It has right. to be on the way. When you look right. at the box, can you provide me a picture? Sure enough, box is broke, you know. Right. But unfortunately, Dang, you'll have man. other companies out there. What would they do? They would try to cover it up right away. Mm. And no, you treat it with honesty. Because you try to cover it up, you're going to piss a customer off. And then guess what? Those pictures are going to be all over online. Yeah, and they're screwed. Uh-huh. And that's not how we do business. You know, we yeah. make things right. And it was embarrassing, trust me, because I had to accept what was done to my product that I sent out for somebody to eat, what was done to that by another company, which was USPS. I, I had to accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. I stated what happened and how it happened with them, but I, at the end of the day, had to accept responsibility. Yeah. And that's, as, as a business, what people should do, regardless mm-hmm. of the middleman. You know, you can state what happened, but you still need to accept responsibility because it's your brand. Yep. And you need to step up and you need to make your customer happy. And you need to respect their thoughts and feelings you know, that they have. People say, well, why don't you have to respect feelings? No, you should. Mm-hmm. Because it's their feeling, it's the, that emotion that got them to buy your product in the first place. Right, you want to hold yeah. on to that, cherish that. Exactly. So, yeah. so, you know, there's a lot of things that are hard <laughs> with running a brand, you know, day in and day out because, again, it's just one of the many things that I do. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a wellness director, I'm an online coach, I'm an in-person coach, I'm a writer, I'm a speaker, I'm an athlete for companies. Um, you know, I've got a show coming up, like I said, I'm always filming stuff. There's a million different things that, that uh, I do. And when you have another business, literally, that you could just work full time and you're running it on the side throughout the day, mm-hmm. it gets overwhelming, man. But if you're not willing to hustle, nobody's going to hustle for you. And if you're not All willing right. to hustle, where, where are you going to exactly end up in your life? You know, yeah, if, you yeah. want, if you want to provide more things, if you want to be better, do better, provide more, you have to step it up. Step it up, man. Step up your game. Yes. Straight up. Absolutely. Hey, man, it's with everything that you have so much cool stuff going on. And, and like I said before, it's cool hearing it from you because of just your journey, dude. Like your journey and, and, and everything that you've gone through and the, the steps you've taken and, and the passion and drive that you got to, to, to hit these goals. And the cool thing about you, too, is just like, man, I'm just I'm showing up every day, do my best. Like, I, and I, I want to do what I love. And you can tell you're passionate about it. You can tell by your voice. You can tell by your body language right now. You know, it's like you are not faking anything that you do. It's, this is just who you are. 
but that's who we all are. Yeah. You know, we're all the product of what we put in. You know, like I'm not any different than you. I'm not any better than you. I'm older than you. Right. Um, you know, so I've got more experience. But at the end of the day, man, like that's the thing. Like there's there's no excuse to hold yourself back or allow others to hold you back from what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, always set your goals, set them high and go after them. You know, at the end of the day, success is not a straight line. You're going to be diverted many times. And as you mm-hmm. get diverted, you learn. You become stronger, smarter as you get there. Yep. And even as you get to your goal, that goal may not necessarily look like what you thought it was going to be on your way there. You mm-hmm. thought it'd be completely different. And then you get there. You're like, well, this isn't what I wanted, but you achieve success. Success is success, regardless of how you look at it. Right. 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 So I would tell people like continue to grow from those things, like continue mm-hmm. to go after things. You know, if it wasn't exactly what you wanted, fight harder, work harder, mm-hmm. keep moving forward. You know, uh, don't let other people dictate that, including yourself. Don't let you hold yourself back from your own greatness. Yeah. You know, uh, and too many people do that. They think that they can't or they mm-hmm. shouldn't, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and but what if other people judge me? Well, who gives a shit at the end yeah, of the day? Dude. You know, if, if, if somebody, I always say this, if, if, if somebody's trying to hold you back, I ask you these questions, do they pay your bills? Do they show up at Christmas? Do they show up at your birthday? Do they, do they, you know, add any benefit to your life? If the answer is no, who cares? If the answer is yes, then that means that you have some pretty shady people within your close circle, family or friends. And those people Mm -hmm. need to be pushed out. At the end of the day, if they're not with you, they're against you Mm -hmm. and they're insecure and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be mean or brash or rude or whatever, but you need to uh, discipline yourself enough to where you realize that, it's okay to step away from the negativity. You can still love them, but you don't got to show love for them. Right. You know? Dude. And uh, that's, that's important. That's heavy. That's a, it's, it's, and that's, that's just what it is. And that's, that goes with anything. Like you said, perfect enough, man. That, that goes with literally anything. Dude. It, all of us have some sort of dream or passion that we want to do or accomplish in life. And, and one of the biggest things, you know, in business is, is one thing. It's huge. And family is another thing too. Uh, and health, people's health, individual health, there's people in their circle that don't, you know, um, that don't, like, you know, support or support them or give accountability, like, or, because if someone has been living wrong their whole life, could have been, you know, obese forever, you know, eating junk food and all of a sudden wants to change, people might think, you know, like, what the heck, like, what's wrong with this person? You know, it's not the, this is not the person I knew. When in reality, you want to change and you might have been, affected by the negative people around you and now that you want to make a change you're you're just finally seeing it now yep yep i would say uh you can take five people that are overweight five people that are underachievers five people that are anything and if one of the people wants to change everybody becomes uh against it and it's it's their own insecurities they feel like they have to change Mm -hmm. uh to continue to be involved with you and or that group um and change is scary people like like to be where they're at that's why complacency is so popular yeah. Because they don't want to move forward. They're like, well, I'm getting along just fine here. Why would I want to do more? Yeah. You know? And when that is thrown in their face, well, that's not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. and they start talking crap about you because mm-hmm. you decided that that life wasn't what you wanted anymore. Mm-hmm. And rather than support you and or go on that journey with you, they ridicule and they bring that group together to go against you. And that's, that's something that people just don't need. You don't need that. Right, dude. Dang, man. Perfect. Perfect way to end it right there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode here on the Train Hard Livestrong podcast. Um, 
So Brandon, man, for anyone who is listening to you that has been like grabbing tons of value from you, um, and maybe has connected with you, or maybe they have similarities with you, or simply just want some peanut butter, man, where's the best place for, uh, for our listeners to find you? Instagram is probably the best place, uh, at Brandon Foken, B-R-E-N-D-A-N-F-O-K-K-E-N, uh, Twitter, same thing. And then, uh, Foken Nuts, at Foken Nuts on all my pages. So those are the two best ways to get a hold of me. That's <laughs> so cool, man. I love the name. All right. I love the name. I'm pretty sure everyone right now listening loves the name. Uh, that's such a unique name. And it's so funny. It's humorous and, uh, and it's good because who doesn't like peanut butter in, in, in reality, you know? Um, so for, for anyone listening right now, if you have grabbed any sort of value uh, from this episode, you, you might know some friends or family members that want to make a change, uh, maybe not have the motivation to do so. Share this episode out. The, the more people we can get to listen to these episodes, y'all, the more lives we can all change together. And that's what we're trying to do here at the Turn Hell of podcast. We're trying to inspire you to simply just believe in yourself. Because at the end of the day, all you have is you. And in most cases, all you got to do is have the will just to simply believe that you can simply do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode here. I'm your host, Coach Matt, uh, guest speaker, Brandon Foken. And as usual, y'all, get out there. Train hard. Live strong. All right, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlifestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.